guys, it's Meg. What's up? What's poppin'? Welcome back to the podcast. And welcome to the season three finale. I can't believe we're already at season three and we're already at the finale of season three. It's crazy how fast time goes. We're 39 episodes in and I'm having fun. I hope you are too. But let's roll the episode now. Most of us have social media accounts. We scroll for hours and hours and hardly ever question why we see the things we do. But some of us do question. So for those of us who are questioning, how do algorithms work? I did some research. Yep, I used one website, but I did some research because I was trying to find it. And like, they don't give out information like that. Again, it was really hard to find this information. Again, but according to searchenginejournal.com, this article is, well, by the time this podcast goes out, it'll be not super, super recent, but still pretty recent. This article is from July 2nd, 2022, and it gives eight different platforms and how their algorithms work. So starting us off at number one, YouTube. According to this article, YouTube tries to match each viewer to the videos they're most likely to watch and enjoy. It's pretty obvious. I feel like we know the better algorithms. Here's the catch. YouTube search and discovery system pays close attention to what viewers watch, what they don't watch, how much time they spend watching, and what they share and like. That is crazy. And there's also multiple algorithms for YouTube search up next, your homepage, and even YouTube shorts. That is crazy to me. Like they literally stalk us. Number two, Facebook, which according to this website is dying off. But I feel like most of us do that. Like besides our parents, who's really using Facebook? But apparently in December of 2021, when Anna Stepanoff, head of Facebook app integrity, wrote a post. And in that post, it said that I quote, newsfeed uses personalized ranking, which takes into account thousands of unique signals to understand what's most meaningful to you. Our aim isn't to keep you scrolling on Facebook for hours on end, but to give you an enjoyable experience that you will want to return to. Why do I have a hard time believing this? Like what app doesn't want you scrolling for hours and hours on end? There was that documentary. I talked about it before. Oh my God, this is so bad. What is it called? The Social Dilemma. That's what it's called. Y'all should go watch that. That I still recommend it. It is crazy how much control these people have on us as a society. But another part of Facebook is just a fun fact is they want to start moving to short form videos because they're noticing how popular those are in like YouTube shorts and how TikTok is blowing up. And even Instagram are so popular because of these short form videos, which Instagram leads me to number three. In June 2021, Adam Mozeri, I hope I pronounced his last name right, the head of Instagram, wrote a post shedding more light on how Instagram works. In this post, he said, and I quote, Instagram doesn't have one algorithm that oversees what people do and don't see on the app. We have a variety of algorithms, classifiers, and processes, each with its own purpose. I feel like I should have added the definition of what an algorithm is. We'll do that at the very end. They use different algorithms for different parts of their app. So for feed and stories, it said on this post that the key ranking signals are, one, information about the post, which is how popular the post is, when it was posted, how long it is, if it's a video, and if it's attached to a location. Number two is information about the person who posted, how many times users have interacted with the person in the past few weeks. Number three, user activity. What a user might be interested in and how many posts they've liked. And number four, 
user history of interacting with someone, how interested a user is in seeing posts from a particular person. It just blows my mind how this sounds scary. Like if you think about it, these companies stalking us through our phones, but yet it's considered legal, is it? I want Editing Meg to look this up. Editing Meg's gonna come in here to see if it's illegal for them to do this. I feel like it's gonna be somehow. It's gonna be like some loophole. Hey, what's up? It's Editing Meg. So I was trying to search this and you know, it's just, I kept getting further and further and further from my point. And I started getting nervous that like, what if one day the FBI like randomly taps into my laptop, they're gonna get concerned, flag me, and come track me down. Because my searches went from like, is it legal for companies to stalk us? And it was talking about like jobs, can like your corporate job look at your social media accounts? And then it started getting into like cyber stalking and it was like, how to cyber stalk with getting away with it? And I was like, um, this is not what I want. So I got scared and I stopped searching it. So I don't have the information for this. Thank you for that editing, Meg. But there's also different algorithms Instagram said. So for explore, the key ranking signals are information about the post, which is how popular a post seems to be, as well as how many and how quickly other people are liking, commenting, sharing, and saving a post. Number two, again, is user history of interacting with someone. Number three, user activity, what posts a user has liked saved or commented on as well as how they've interacted with posts in explore in the past and number four is repeated information about the person who posted that is crazy they literally look to see what we were doing in order to continue the next sequence and then for reels the key signals are user activity which reels a user has liked commented on and engaged with recently number two is the same user history of interacting with someone number three is information about the reel the audio track video data, such as pixels and whole frames, as well as popularity. And then number four is the same information about the person who posted. Like they really do a deep dive investigation, but it's not really like a person because we've already discovered this in a past podcast episode, thanks to the social dilemma. It's literally an algorithm, like some number system thingy. Identity Meg's just gonna come in here with the definition of an algorithm because it's gonna make my life so much easier when I'm talking about the rest of the podcast. So here we go. According to Google, the definition of an algorithm is a process or set of rules to be followed in calculations or other problem-solving operations, especially by a computer. Thank you for that definition, because I probably should have put that in the beginning. But it's literally this program just building off of it. So like the original algorithm just keeps changing and always changes, which is what was said in this post too, is that even though these algorithms are current at the moment, they could change by next week because it's so fast. Number four is Twitter. And they have said in the past, and I quote, algorithmic home timeline displays a stream of tweets from accounts you have chosen to follow on Twitter, as well as recommendations of other content we think you might be interested in based on accounts you interact with frequently, tweets you engage with, and more. And then this is what Twitter has said publicly about how it like figures out what your algorithm is going to be. So the first part is relevance. Users' previous actions on Twitter, like their own tweets and tweets they've engaged with, accounts they often engage with, topics they follow and engage with most, the number of tweets related to a topic, and for trends, their location. Which is literally crazy. They look at our location. The next thing is the engagement. For tweets, it's how popular it is and how people in your network are interacting with that tweet. For trends, it's the number of tweets related to the trend. And for topics, it's how much people are tweeting, retweeting, replying, and liking tweets about that topic. Recency? I don't 
know what that means regarding social media. So I looked up what recency means. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, to be honest. But regarding social media, it means refers to the time when the post was shared and prioritizes new posts over older ones. But for trends, it's topics that are popular now rather than topics that have been popular for a while or on a daily basis. And the last part that Twitter uses is called rich media, which is the type of media that Twitter includes, like an image, video. I don't, people pronounce this one next one different, so I'm just going to spell it out. It's G-I-F in polls. Literally, the more I did research on algorithms, the more I'm like, this is actually really creepy and scary. Number five is TikTok. And I literally said this comment in a previous podcast, how I said my For You page on my phone is different from my For You page on my iPad. And the very first thing this website said about TikTok is there isn't one For You feed for over 1 billion monthly active TikTok users. There are a billion For You feeds tailored to what each user watches, likes, and shares. And TikTok themselves has said in the past, and I quote, this feed is powered by a recommendation system that delivers content to each user that is likely to be of interest to a particular user. Recommendations are based on a number of factors, including number one, user interactions, such as the videos they like or share, accounts they follow, comments they post, and content they create. Number two is video information, which might include details like captions, sounds, and hashtags. And number four, three. Wow, I can't do math. Number three, device and account settings, like their language preference, country setting, and device type, which explains why my iPad's different from my iPhone. TikTok has also said in the past, and I quote, all these factors are processed by our recommendation system and weighed based on their value to a user. A strong indicator of interest, such as whether a user finishes watching a longer video from beginning to end, would receive greater weight than a weak indicator, such as whether the video's viewer and creator are both in the same country. Videos are then ranked to determine the likelihood of a user's interest in a piece of content and delivered to each unique For You feed. While a video is likely to receive more views, if posted by an account that has more followers, by virtue of that account having built up a larger follower base, neither follower count nor whether the account has been previous high-performing videos are direct factors in the recommendation system. Is anyone else confused? I'm confused. It's just so confusing. They literally said that the recommendation system does not take into consideration if you have a lot of followers or not, but it before it said it did. Like, does TikTok even know what's going on? Also, have you heard this? This might be a conspiracy theory, but I feel like editing Meg should look this up. I heard a thing that apparently if your camera is enabled in the TikTok app, they watch your facial expressions, like the algorithm, not like actual people, the algorithm, which could be actual people, but the algorithm supposedly watches your facial expressions and listens. So if your microphone is activated too, they listen to if you laugh or not. And if they see you smiling or laughing, they send you more content like that. I don't know how true it is. Could just be a conspiracy theory. I'm gonna have Edit and Meg look this up to see if we can find it on the internet. I feel like this would be like some deep dark secret. I'm gonna probably go on the dark web and things might get ugly. I'm gonna do it for you because it's the season finale. So Edit and Meg, come in here, please. So what I could find without going too deep into the dark web was that there is no evidence of them watching you through your camera but there is evidence of them listening with your mic and you can turn this off by going under your like app settings and saying disable microphone. But apparently they're not the only app that does this. They're just the only one that's getting a lot of crap for it. So yes, our phones do listen to us is what they said. Creepy. Number six is Pinterest. Yep, even Pinterest's algorithm is kind of 
but according to Pinterest, ranking factors on Pinterest relate more to engagement metrics and social shares, but it also involves keywords. Pinterest Autocomplete provides ideas by automatically suggesting somatically related modifiers to a core keyword. Pinterest search feature then curates a user's feed based on what they're searching for and how those key items are used in the pins being shared by content creators, which I've seen this firsthand. Like, have you ever searched something because you just want, like, one idea from that and then next, you know, your Pinterest is just corrupted with all that stuff and then you have to, like, fix your algorithm? I've done that so many times. Like, you know those, like, pins? They always get you. They're like, you tired of working your nine to five? You want to make money from staying at home by working only an hour? This is how you can do it. I clicked on one of those for literally like a week straight. That's all the pins I was seeing. And I kept trying to scroll past them to show my algorithm that I wasn't interested anymore, that I just had a mental breakdown. I was like, oh my God, I'm tired of working retail. And it wasn't understanding me. So I had to start like searching random things to get my feedback to the way it was. And I did, which is nice, but like, it's just so weird. This article also said that Pinterest also categorizes and subcategorizes topics to make it easy to find keywords for your particular niche. And then I thought this was really cool of the website that I was finding all this information from, but they gave a way to optimize your pins. They said, number one, use long images. The optimal pin size is 1000 by 1500 pixels or a ratio of two to three. Number two, use eye-catching colors. Catch users' attention and stand out with high contrast colors. Number three, use enticing keyword rich titles. Entice users to click through to your content. And number four, use detailed descriptions. Include your target keywords in your descriptions. Like what? That is so nice. Why couldn't they have given us this information and how to optimize everything else? Like how do I make my Instagram for Hey Guys' Meg pop off? How do I make my TikToks pop off? Come on, this is information I need. I can't find it because I don't understand how the algorithm works. Even though you're telling me how the algorithm works, my brain's not processing it. All right, we have two more to go. Number seven is LinkedIn. Like what? LinkedIn has an algorithm? Like I really thought it was just ways to find a job, but apparently it's so much more. Honestly, I only have a LinkedIn because it was a homework assignment. Kind of like this podcast, but unlike this podcast, I don't use LinkedIn. Okay, I continued my homework assignment with Hey Guys, It's Meg. Here we are with season three, but LinkedIn, I literally haven't touched it since I graduated. Just so bad and embarrassing. But apparently, in June 2019, Pete Davies, Senior Director of Product Management at LinkedIn, wrote a post entitled, What's in Your LinkedIn Feed? People you know, talking about things you care about. And in this post, he said, and I quote, The more valuable the conversation, the higher in your feed the post will be. So for LinkedIn's algorithm, even though a conversation is valuable, it also uses the following, what they called framework. That is, number one, people you know. LinkedIn's algorithm looks at its users' connections and prioritizes who they've interacted with directly through comments and reactions. The user's implicit interests and experiences based on information in their profile, explicit signals such as who a user works with, as well as who would benefit from hearing from the user. Number two is talking about. A lot of sophistication goes into understanding a good conversation. As a rule of thumb, better conversations are authentic and have a constructive back and forth. And number three, they use the things you care about. LinkedIn's algorithm also looks at whether the content and the conversation are relevant and interesting to a user. It considers a number of signals, including joining groups and following hashtags, peoples, and pages. So again, literally these programs are stalking us. Like, oh, it's just so weird to think about. And it's so weird to see how normalized it is. And then the last app or company that this website talked about algorithms for is Reddit. Yep, you heard me right. Reddit has its own algorithm. In June 2021, the official blog for Reddit posted, evolving the best sort of Reddit's home feed. And it provided insights into how Reddit determines which relevant posts to show users. This post said that, and I quote, Reddit's system 
builds a list of potential candidate posts from multiple sources, pass the post through multiple filtering steps, then rank the post according to the specific sorting method. Over the years, we've built many options to choose from when it comes to sorting your home feed, end quote. And then here's how they sort options for recommended content. Number one, it's called the Hot Ranks, which uses votes and post stage. Number two is new displays, the most recently published post. Number three is top show users, the highest vote count posts from a specific time range. Number four is controversial shows, posts with both high count upvotes and downvotes. Number five, rising populates posts with lots of recent votes and comments. And number six, best uses machine learning algorithms to personalize the order in which users see posts. So even though all eight companies and apps and social media things are using different algorithms, to build their algorithms, they all, to an extent, have something similar to them, and that is they are stalking us. <laughs> Just kidding. Not really. Think about it. But that's crazy. Isn't that crazy how, like, these companies can get away with that? They can literally deep dive into our past, present, and predict our future. That literally blows my mind. And what else blows my mind is that this is the end of season three, and I have officially decided, not really, I'm, like, 90% sure I'm going to come back with a season four of Hey Guys, It's Meg. So in the meantime, I will be going on a month break so that way I can re-prep for season four, create new content, figure out what I'm doing with my life because do I know what I'm doing with my life? No, I don't. Does anyone really know what they're doing with their life? No. So hopefully, hopefully if everything goes to plan, season four of Hey Guys, It's Meg. Mostly because I really want to beat that 20%. Remember like two episodes ago? last episode it was last episode last monday i said how only 20 percent of podcasts make it to the next year i really want to beat that statistic and i want to prove people wrong and also this podcasting thing kind of uses my degree in a way even though i don't get paid for it i'm still using my degree and i can use that against my family when they're like when are you gonna do something in your degree i can be like i do i sit in my closet and i talk to myself for a living and i post it on the internet for strangers yep but hopefully <laughs> before we get into a skirt skirt hopefully Season four of Hey Guys is Meg will be back September 5th, 2022, which I know seems like such a long time away, but we all know how it's going to go. We're all going to sneeze and boom, bam, bang, it's September. So hopefully I will see you all in September. And in the meantime, you can follow Hey Guys is Meg underscore podcast on Instagram. I would say Twitter, but I don't really use it. Follow me on Instagram because I've actually been pretty good about posting daily to my story please follow my Instagram. I'm really trying hard to grow it here, guys. I have no clue what I'm doing. Even though this whole podcast episode literally taught me how to use the algorithm, I still don't know what I'm doing or how to do it. So if you're like me and you're still questioning how algorithms work, even though we just discussed how they work, just know you're not alone. And that unfortunately, algorithms will always be changing and updating and sometimes faster than we can catch up with. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Hey Guys, It's Meg and for tuning into this whole season of Hey Guys, It's Meg. You can follow Hey Guys, It's Meg underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter for updates and good times. I will see you all, hopefully, fingers crossed, back here September 5th, 2022 with season four of the podcast. I'll see you on the flip side. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Bye.